Hello and welcome to the podcast, The Lotus Eaters, for um, the 4th of uh, 2023. Just the 4th of 2023? <laughs> Joined by Carl. Hello. And Dan. Hello, guys. People who know the date. And I uh, don't actually, Han. Let me check. It's the, Wednesday, the 4th of October. There we are. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about chirping, um, journalist karma, and uh, RFK going third party. Yeah, the Dilbert curse, man. Yeah. It's, it's dark, I tell you. Anyway. Does, does this happen more than once? We'll find out. Okay. Well, don't, don't forget the announcement. I was about to say, we have some announcements yes. to begin. So, first and foremost, which is tomorrow at 3 p.m. UK time, uh, there's another lads hour. This is uh, the question of who would you spend 48 hours with? Sorry, as. As. Not with. Yeah. I suppose you're also spending it with them. You've never seen the film Being John Malkovich, have you? Of course. So. You. Yeah, but you haven't seen it. So, the, basically, the premise of that. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll talk about it tomorrow. I, I, <laughs> two I years found that old, really so yes. Yeah, it was really boring. <laughs> Yeah. But the point is, you know, if you go in someone else's body, who are you going to be? Yeah. And why, you know? Yeah. All righty, so come and join us for that. Uh, otherwise, you have an announcement. To... Yes. So, in, important announcement. It, oh, and sorry, and there's also cheese in the lads hour. No, no, no. No, no. I'm recapping on the lads hour. So, yeah, so basically, a farmer sent us a shit ton of cheese. So, um, we're going to get the guys to eat it on air because otherwise, it's, you know, we're just going to have loads of cheese. Uh, so that'd be good. And um, also, we've got a graphic this. It's my birthday on Friday. So I am inviting all the gold tier subscribers to send in a video telling, uh, telling us uh, your favorite thing about me, uh, whatever that is, favorite videos, favorite haircuts, favorite jackets, favorite shirts, whatever it is, favorite witticisms. So send in those videos at the weekend and I'll get them when I come in next week and we'll appreciate them with you. Right. So I can, I can feel that people are going to ask, are criticisms allowed? <laughs> Why would they do that? <laughs> I mean, you can. If, if, if you can think of one. If conceivably there was such a thing. <laughs> I, mean, I, I suppose. I mean, yeah, why not? I do got to say, though, John, is that the, the Photoshop beta to put the crown there? You know, the, the AI thing or not? It I, is. I, well, I don't remember wearing it. Nice, and the scarf. Well, AI, I wondered if AI you... is getting good, isn't it? Yeah. Have you, have you used the Photoshop beta or not? The no. AI thing. Well, I'll just get John to do it. Okay, well, never mind. I was going to show you after, but... Right. <laughs> it's pretty incredible, though, I have to say. Anyway. Yeah. Right. Speaking of, well, no, speaking of tomorrow, we'll come back to that. Don't mention today. We shall begin. Yes. With more news, which totally isn't news. Um, the chirp meme. I feel yes. need to, to bring this to a mass audience because it already has been. I mean, I'm not the first person to do this. I even saw Jack Poso, uh, Poso sitting down yep. with Charlie Kirk, being like, So have you heard this meme? And, um, Beep. Yeah, both of them kind of sat there afterwards. We're like, can't say anything. <laughs> so I think we're going to have a similar... What, what I find, before we go on though, what I find really interesting is just how just ubiquitous it is. Like, it's, it's actually kind of everywhere. So someone sent me a bunch of... Uh, like, exactly. Someone sent me a bunch of uh, links in a thread of rap songs where if you listen to it, you can hear the chirp Seriously? In, yeah. on the record. <laughs> and it's just like... It, it's just like it. Okay, you know, and and I went through, and I literally, they were like, you know, timestamp, and I was like, oh my god, you can hear it, you know, and it was just like this is forever now chirping, you know, in ten thousand years when we dig up the ruins of our civilization, we put this record on, and there's a chirp in the background. So like, in, in ten thousand years, there's going to be a museum, and there's going to be a chirp section, the, the museum of chirps. Yeah, it's just it's wild, but yeah, but yeah, actually, and these are best selling records. I, I, on the YouTube videos have got millions of views. <laughs> Like hundreds of millions of views. And it's just like, okay, where are the producers? And then 
So for people who don't know what we're talking about, I'll get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do this sensitively, Callum. We'll start off just with promoting something on the website. This being the Brokenomics, the most recent one. This being on the Canadian truckers, which uh, I chose tactically because a few others really made me look bad when I chose those as promos. <laughs> so I'm going to leave this one here. Just a quick thing, John. Can you do us a favor and log out? He's going to log out. Yeah. All right. Something special. Because oh, look at that. We've got a new feature on the website that yep. we haven't really told anyone about, which is if you're not subscribed, but you still want to watch a particular piece of content, you can click the buy full video and pay £1.89, which is probably about $2.20, uh, for that piece of content in perpetuity. So you've always got it. So you can, mm. uh, you know, because I'm the sort of person who I don't generally subscribe to things, but I would spend like a tenner on the website or something. And so that's an option if you're that kind of guy. In fact, we have a graphic there. Yes. Is that a graphic? I, I, I knocked this up. Five minutes before we came on air. Let, let me know if you... Do you, do you not get this? Well, it, it's Duck Hunt or whatever from the Nintendo, right? Yes, it's good, isn't it? Well, it's definitely something. Well, yeah. I thought it was quite good. There we go. That was appreciated. That's pretty fun. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> if you appreciated this meme of the Dan... We'll move on to the, the news, <laughs> yeah. which is um, Know Your Meme, obviously being a wonderful website, you can go and check out the history of the smoke detector beeping meme, which... <laughs> How is that a meme? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And um, they go through the history here, and it turns out that the smoke detector beeping meme originates from like 2013. Oh, sorry, here we go. Really? 2009, really? in fact. In which uh, there was this uh, show, and these guys uh, kept getting calls and kept noticing that a lot of people kept calling them and having chirps of the smoke detector in the background. Now, the chirp, people who don't know, uh, <laughs> 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 is because your smoke detector's battery is running low or about to run out. And so it makes a noise to tell you to change the battery. And, and for some reason, a certain group of people, particularly and seemingly almost uniquely in American society. Well, it does say region United States. Yes. Yeah. So, it is the Americans who, yeah. well, certain Americans who don't change their smoke alarms and have never changed them and have got to the point of ignorance where they don't even know why it chirps and don't even notice it chirps. So these two chaps here who were running their show kept getting callers. They didn't know what kind of callers. They just got callers. And they're just like, why don't you change your, your smoke alarm? <laughs> they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so they, they made you know, jokes about it. And then some people you know, started writing blog posts about the sounds of urban poverty. About how <laughs> okay. The urban poor of America, of all kinds, uh, all had this problem, they yeah. believed. Uh, and then the internet age began, in which people were able to... Um, you can't blame this on poverty because presumably the batteries in these things cost less than $950. So you could just steal them. <laughs> <laughs> That's only if you live in California. Um, well, this is the thing because then obviously the internet age began and in 2020, people started noticing that it's a bit more specific than just poor yeah. Americans. Right. And um, well, this chap here who was a black chap uh, decided to write, black people, so y'all really don't hear the smoke alarm beeping in your house. And, uh, and then people started noticing this a lot more. Yeah. And then in 2022, TikTok, it, could, it, it even more blew up. And, and now it's everywhere, which people have made a notice that in black American households, there's a high proportionality of chirps. Yes. What I love about this is that in no other way could humanity have ever found this out, seemingly. Because how many years have these things been chirping? How would you know? And yeah. only in 2022 did American society make this, well, discovery? 
Yeah, it, it, it is genuinely a discovery. Yeah. It's, it's the proliferation of social media and sharing content, isn't it? Mm. Because you don't really get an insight into people's homes otherwise. And it's a kind of pattern noticing when you, yeah. you know, can I mean, be I, aggregated. Yes. And I've got, I've got some sympathy here. So when I first moved down from London to Winchester, I did look at a house that was by the motorway and it was, it was bloody massive. So I quite, no, it didn't have, it didn't have that, but it had the constant motorway noise. Right. Yeah. And it's like, but the, but the people who live there, they assured me after two weeks, you won't hear the motorway anymore. And that's probably true. Right? Yeah. So I, 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 I get the, I, mean, I didn't get, I didn't buy the house in the end, but I get the concept of, you know, something goes away. Immune. Yeah. Sound. So there's a how lot. Many, how many years do you, like, is it your whole life you grow up with the chirping of the ceiling bird and <laughs> the then you move out <laughs> and the ceiling bird doesn't chirp, but one day it starts chirping, you're like, oh, that's better. <laughs> like, it wasn't chirping until now. Are you, are you suggesting that this, this is like people have been on welfare for three generations? It's like the, the smoke alarm has been beeping for three generations so they just don't hear it anymore. It, maybe it's just a normal part of everyday life. So, so this is uh, one of the tweets that's most quoted with the discovery of the fact that it was weird that all of a sudden everyone discovered that a certain percentage of American households have chirps and nobody knew until TikTok and Instagram. So that was a discovery yeah. that we can actually give to TikTok, I think. And the TikTok community have an awful lot of jokes about this in which um, they, they enjoy it. I suppose I'll play this. White people in the house. Black people in the house. I don't know why, but I am offended. First off, that's hella ignorant and stereotypical. It <laughs> and this is what pisses me off about people. How are you going to stereotype a whole entire race? <laughs> to be fair, good on them for being on the joke. You know what I mean? That was good. Yes. Well, this is the thing. I, I think the, the joke is well received. Yeah. Uh, this isn't something that's uh, unusual yes. or unknown once it's noticed. It's just you got to notice it first. You got to wonder how, how many people genuinely were offended. And then heard it. <laughs> How dare they? Be? Well, here's the thing about all racial jokes or ethnic jokes. I don't think anyone except the elites are ever actually, quote unquote, offended by these. I think we all enjoy yeah. the, the unique weirdness that we have. I mean, there are uh, jokes about uh, white Americans as well as a, as a group. There are jokes about the. Well, did you see the, other, the one the other day of a bunch of black people in the woods being excessively polite to each other on hike? Yeah. It's a long running joke. God, that about, must be awful. Yeah, how terrible living, living that is. But like, where everybody's courteous to yeah, each other. Yeah, I, I know. But you know the like, long Double running down, that's what I'm saying. Uh, comedic stand up yeah. joke as well. It's yeah. like, white people be like, black people be like. And it's always white people just following the law. It's like, <laughs> okay, that's. that's 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 uh, comedy <laughs> yeah. from black comedians. Anyway, so there's more of this. I mean, this guy here who was just doing his normal TikToks also happened to have chirps in the back of his videos. And he didn't notice until people were like, uh, <laughs> that's a uh, thing. How may I help you? How may I help oh, you? Yes, I'm on. Right, start there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, a thing you can also find wide. Uh, this guy was really funny where this chap here, he's always quite based. Kevin Samuels? Yeah. And uh, he's explained to this woman that it's happening and she doesn't know. And he, he pins it on single mothers. But First of all, you're definitely a single woman because yes. you got the single woman tell. That damn smoke detector. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How do you live with that? Um, the way that I've been living with just being a single woman is... No, like no, 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 no. <laughs> Specifically, the smoke detector that keeps chirping. How oh. do you live with that? Can you just elaborate more on like the what, what do you mean by the smoke? Detector? It it, it, it keeps good. going beep. Like red you, flags. You're, you're, that you're, that smoke <laughs> detector that's beeping in the background. There's a smoke detector. Um. 
It beeps every 30 seconds and it goes beep. Oh, this is so good. I don't, I don't. For those listening, a look of genuine Did you, did you just hear it again? Because I don't hear anything. Wait for it. Told you guys, they, they don't hear it after a while. <laughs> Genuinely, people become immune. But what, what I love about this is this, he, he's literally perceiving a layer of reality that is denied to her. Like yeah. She's like, what are you talking about? The ceiling bird chirping. What are you, what are you on about? And he's just like, what? how can you live like this? And it's literally outside of her range of perception. It's like... Yeah, but like, that's like every conversation with a leftist, though. But it's it? like a dog literally hearing a dog whistle, and you'd be like, what's going on, boy? Yeah. You know, you you don't... You can't hear why why he's screaming and howling. You're just like, what the hell's wrong? You know? She's literally in that position. That's wild, isn't it? You know when you're like five, and you break something, and you just try and live around it being broken sure. instead of fixing it because you're not a proper yeah. adult yet? Yeah. Like, that's how I see this. Where it's just like it's broken and then you just it becomes part of your daily life. Yeah. You move maybe. around the trash instead of, you know, removing the trash. You ever done that when you're five or whatever? Like, like clog the toilet and then you just wait until dad. Yeah, it's it, just know, it's, it. it's, it's just the inference from that is um I won't say it. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but people started adding it to videos, so there's like black nationalists. <laughs> people were just jokingly adding it to such videos. Uh, there's uh, a problem with that though, which is here's uh DeBaby. Uh, or a, an American black rapper showing off what he cooks for breakfast. And this is sincerely a video of his. We're going to stick to me. A lot of niggas don't know I can get down like this in the kitchen, man. We don't like that, man. Niggas can't beat me at nothing. You did what I'm saying? I'm the best all categories. No disrespect to my nigga DJ Khaled. I'm like that too, nigga. Let's get to yeah. it. Home fried breakfast potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, um, seems to be a cross social strata as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, that's what I mean. It's in all the rap records. It certainly like, is. Unironically, multi-millionaires with chirping smoke detectors. So I'm going to paraphrase a study that I read a while ago on crime rates across income stratas mm. and basically found it was the same. It's, it's, it's like that, but the, the, the chirping rate is the same across income stratas. <laughs> also political stratas. I mean, no matter how elite and rich, I mean, the following example, Joy Reid, oh, yeah. someone we enjoy, oh, uh, yeah. she had some stupid rant about DeSantis. Florida, on the tiny the end... I would say probably the most functionally racist governor in America, Ron DeSantis. Turns out he's super anti-immigration, super anti-woke, but his great-great-grandmother, Luigi Colucci, came to the United States not on the Nina, the Maria, or the Santa Maria, as he might have you believe, given his complete devotion to the founders. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is you also stop listening to anything anyone says in their videos and just listen for the chirp. Yeah. <laughs> that happens. And this was a while back. This is Soviet pointing out, being like, did anyone else notice? Uh, do you want to know what she makes a year? Oh, it's got to be millions. 1.5 mil. There we go. Right. I mean, how much is a smoke detector factory? I, I don't know. Well, I can't, can't be much. And uh, I take it you didn't see the Clarence Thomas meme of this. What, where he's like, just changed Clarence Thomas doesn't have a... No, no, no. It's the meme of Clarence Thomas looking really serious. He'll have a fixed uh, smoke detector. It's, yes. it's just a picture of him looking really serious and then just it, dot, dot, dot. I would change the battery. <laughs> 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 and it's just like, glad he's on the Supreme Court. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, I, uh, I really just wanted to bring this to people's attention and just be like, because huh. once you notice it as well, you can't yeah. unnotice it. And I've yeah. been increasingly noticing it. I think the first time I did is when Posobiec brought it up about Joy Reid. I was just like, huh, that's weird. Just a quick thing. I assume this has been declared a form of racism. Right? No. Noticing black people have chirping skybirds in their room. 
must be a form of racism. Well, isn't isn't all racism pattern recognition? So it's going to be added to the list. It, exactly, it's got to be on there. And so yeah. eventually, people pointing out the chirp will be deplatformed from like YouTube and Twitter and where it was. Maybe. I mean, we're not there yet, and I think probably it might not be <laughs> because I mean, as I pointed out, like so much of TikTok has actually just taken on the joke and been like, eh, "Yeah, okay, what are you going to do?" I'm not changing the batteries. That's not what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I, guess. I guess if you can live like that. I, I would ra- I'd rather be the butt of the joke than change that battery. <laughs> I'd rather a million people laughed at me on TikTok than change a single battery. <laughs> to be fair, though, I mean, I'm quite cheap. And I, I, I don't You're know if anyone else... cheap too, but come on. No, but I don't know if anyone else does. There actually is a couple of beeping I mentioned to my friend the other... <laughs> when I go to sleep in my apartment, which is, is not a rich place, I, I did notice there's some cheaping. Oh, really? Chirping now. Some skybirds have turned up. So. I think you better fix that. I, uh, the, the, I I can't reach them. There are different buildings with the windows open. <laughs> so what am I going to do? Like Spider-Man my way in? Put up a sign. Yeah. The ceiling bird is chirping. That means change the battery. But would I rather have a ceiling bird or lose $7? So, you know, that's... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> battery. Anyway, but there's uh, a lot of fun has come out of this, if, if nothing else. I mean, anti-racist when that damn smoke alarm chirp is even in rich black people's videos. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. pretty good uh, Peter Griffin meme there. But also you see like very popular. Yeah. Like not even slightly unpopular. Oh, for God's sakes, another day on Twitter. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But there's uh, some good memes that came out of this. This is uh, a new uh, Jordan Peele uh, movie that's uh, been pitched. I would enjoy. Uh, anyway, there's also AI memes. This is a subject we're going to come back to tomorrow, I think, or the day after. Because, how could um, we describe this to people listening? So, Je- Jesus Christ teaches a, a young urban man how to change the batteries in his smoke detector. Urban man. Yes. All right. <laughs> the thing is, there's a lot of these uh, AI images, which we'll come back to, and they are good gold. But I, I love how he, this is sort of manifest destiny here. Like, you know, the old British propaganda yeah. about how we had to go and help the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't have the one of Donald Trump. Introducing smoke detectors to Africa. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. <laughs> Not the only AI image, though. Uh... Oh, oh, it wasn't Donald Trump. Sorry, it was the white man. I thought it was Donald Trump. Um, but yeah, I, there we go. I believe the one on the left was titled, um, It's Not the Devil, It's Just the Battery. So there's, uh, there's, there's these. For those of you listening, this is a, a colonial gentleman who has landed on the shores of a faraway land and is teaching some urban um, chaps <laughs> to <laughs> change the battery. He's urban, is he? Yes. Uh, that's the euphemism we're using. Radio. Anyway, not the only ones. Um, one more here. Just someone mentioning the AI memes are getting quite good. And uh, we'll return to that at a later point. Because uh, the last thing I want to speak of is um, YouTube comments. So This is a real YouTube short of someone just showing off their old Game Boy. An urban chap. Someone saying, hey bro, change the battery in the smoke alarm, homie. And the, resp- the post just is like, what? <laughs> at the beginning of the video, the smoke alarm beep went off. It means change the battery. That noise wasn't the smoke alarm in the hallway. It was the hallway that always makes that sound. (laughs) (laughs) The hallway just chirps. (laughs) The skybird lives in the walls, um, presumably. There we are. But there must must be a point, because like, I've got a five-year-old, and and she comes to me at some point and say, Daddy, how how does the fridge get cold? Yep. It's stuff like that. And you're like, I've never, I've no and, idea. And I, I presume if I had, if the hallway chirped, at some point the question would come up, Daddy, why does the hallway chirp? But you just would say, what chirping? <laughs> well, so then what? <laughs> it's just the hallway always makes that sound, darling. <laughs> yes. And then presumably by the time she's like nine, it's just, she doesn't hear it either. Yeah. So, but there, there's a guy who had a comment on this, which is, is just the best, which is, I legitimately want a study conducted on this phenomenon. And I, quite frankly, I do too. 
I remember years ago, I had one that chirped at 2 a.m. I had no batteries for it. I went out, drove an hour to a 24-hour Walmart and got some. Had this not been an option, I would have removed the smoke detector and thrown it into the fireplace and then replaced it in the morning. I don't know how anyone lives like this. And uh, someone's saying here, I think the chirping in the hallway is soothing. Uh, you know, I, 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 I was, I was going to get to that because like, once it's just part of the background radiation of your life, if it's not there, then perhaps you feel like there's something wrong with the world. But the ceiling bird isn't telling me that everything's fine. If there's no motorway noise. It's like womb heartbeat noises. Yeah, yeah. Like that. yeah. It's, it's, like, home. it's like people saying thank you to the bus conductor, right? You know, stuff like that. It's like the, the normal small rhythms of everyday life. That you don't, I mean, you know, is, is, it, is it somehow I'm, I'm colonial if we take that some... away from them? I mean, I'm sorry, but does this become part of the African-American canon of what it means to be black? Like, are we going to get black Hebrew Israelites being like, that's right, we, we have chirping birds. Maybe they'll bring one with them. Okay, <laughs> to, all, to all future meetings. Okay. So, so I'm 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 laughing at something I completely disavow in the chat because while I was making my comments about you know my daughter comes to me and asks about stuff like this, somebody in the chat wrote, "Dad in the house?" Question mark. Sorry, say again. Dad well, in the house? Question mark. Oh yeah. Matter. I mean, that's the weird thing we, yeah. we seem to have discovered. I mean, even Joy Reid or anyone else who's, who's yeah. you know, nothing unusual, just a, a different ethnic group in the United States is, is frankly how the United States worked for once a minute. Mm. Um, have a different culture, and one of these aspects has been the chirping sealing bird for literally decades, and only in 2022 was it discovered thanks to TikTok. The hallway just does that, man. It's just the noise hallways make. But what a hell of an event. What a hell of a thing to learn about sociology, and uh, what a way to learn it. There we are. Some of the memes on this are just so good. Like, did you need, did you see the Neil deGrasse Tyson one? <laughs> oh, sorry, does he does he also have a video? No, but it's or... it's you know a picture of him on Joe Rogan. So look, I don't need to know why it chirps. <laughs> I can just measure how often it does. I can empirically <laughs> determine when it will next chirp. Why I don't care why it chirps, and it, it's so good. And it's like, oh my god, uh, I, I, it is going to be declared racism so quickly. So quickly. let's remember to remove this video when that happens, so we don't get a channel yeeted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when YouTube retroactively decides talking about the chirping ceiling bird as a form of oppression. Okay, so let's talk about the Dilbert curse. You guys are aware of uh, Dilbert, aren't you? Scott Adams got in a bit of trouble. Recently. Yeah, actually, I've got, um, I've got Scott Adams on next week's Brokenomics. Brilliant. Um, because, the mug guy, right? Yeah, the mug guy. Yeah, the mug guy who yeah, got, that's all I can yeah. say about that. Who then. got cancelled for making, yeah, making a point he got cancelled a good few times, actually, but one of them... The, the most the recent, recent cancellation. Yeah. Um, because he, he made some points about crime and demographics, and these didn't go down well. And this is something that, unfortunately, and I really mean this, because this is actually a really tragic thing to have happen, um, the, the prediction that he made about Democrat cities and the people living in them is coming true. And it's yes. not good. Uh, so before we go on, I predicted all of this in my deep think, Rousseau Savage. John, if you can log out just so people can see the new button, because I'm very proud of this new button. I think this is great. So you can subscribe for £5 a month and listen to this if you're a silver tier subscriber and get the audio, um, or you can read it. And if you don't want to subscribe, you can buy the full thing. And I trust me, this is worth it because what I'm doing there, <laughs> can we go back to that? Yeah, it's £1.89. But what I'm, what I'm doing in this is explaining in detail why 
The Democrat areas of America are trapped in the Rousseauian paradigm of liberalism, as in, this is full-scale, non-stop, we are all unique individual savages who live in the urban jungle liberalism, and this is why this is going to continue. So let's go on Scott Adams' prophecy. In 2020, as you can see, he says, if Biden is elected, there's a good chance you'll be dead within the year. Many owns these. Republicans will be hunted. Well, that's kind of happened, actually, isn't it? I mean, look at what that's happening to Donald Trump. But okay, so it's not within the year. It was within two years. Maybe three years, we'll call it. Um, okay, fair enough. To that, there's a chap called Josh Kruger. As you can see from his bio, award-winning slash losing writer. He, him. Dave that Hag. is an interesting bio. HIV plus. That means he's got HIV, right? I assume so. Okay. Right. Loves his cat and his bike. And he writes for the Philadelphia Inquirer, the Philadelphia Citizen, and LGBTQ Nation, and other fine publications. I don't know why he didn't list the fine publications in his bio, but there we so go. So he doesn't mention it in his bio, but I think it's safe to assume that he is a Biden voter. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can, I can, I can, I'm going to give you some quotes oh, yeah. in a minute, in fact. Um, but yeah, so this is the kind of chap who probably doesn't like Donald Trump. And you can imagine what his response to Scott Adams was. The Dilbert dude is like Nostradamus. Look at this prediction from 2020. Wow, eerie. As you can see, Scott Adams' response under that. Oh, wait, that's September 30th. That's only... He, he posted that the other day. Yeah. Right. And the day after this, he was shot to death. Wow. As the post-millennial tell us, uh, Josh Kruger, leftist activist and journalist, which is a fair characterization of him, uh, was shot and killed inside his home on Monday. He had a long history of downplaying violent crime in the city, often openly mocking those who expressed concerns about homicides in Philadelphia. Here are some quotes. Look, it's that lawless land of liberals in Philly where shootings are dropping to levels not seen in years. Some idiot just said that you're more likely to get shot and killed than die of COVID in Philly to make some insensitive rhetorical point for his side. Folks, four times as many Philadelphians have died of COVID than gunshots this year. I mean, to be honest with you, that's hardly an endorsement of anything, is it? You know? If 400 people die of COVID, well, that means just that only 100 people were shot to death. Well, and I doubt that number anyway. Yeah, well, uh, yeah exactly. But uh, because I understand math is hard to understand. And uh, so, yeah, it, it's... But that's remarkable. That's within, with, within 48 hours of him yeah. mocking Scott. Scott. Yeah. Um, he is brutally murdered inside his home. Yeah. By the exact phenomena which he was mocking. Yes. Uh, he was recognized uh, by the LGBTQ plus advisory committee uh, as a comrade who never stopped advocating for queer Philadelphians living on the margins of society. He was described as the Philadelphia district attorney uh, by as an openly queer writer who wrote about his own journey surviving substance abuse disorder and homelessness. Uh, not great, right? So let's go to the ABC reporting. Uh, and they say he was shot seven times inside his own home uh, at 1.30 a.m. He died in the hospital 45 minutes later. There are no, there's no word on a motive for his shooting and no arrests have been made. There's probably no good reason either. Probably just look at that guy. Don't like the look of him. Who knows? Why not? Who knows? In his own home? Could it could have been, 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 been a boyfriend? Could have been a gang initiation? Uh, well, they, they say there were no signs of forced entry, so it could have been like a boyfriend or somebody picked up at a club or something like that. Who knows, right? Who knows? But the point is, crime in Philadelphia, not my problem. The next one is a chap called uh, Ryan Carson. I'm not going to play the video. There is a video of this, uh, and it's awful. 
absolutely awful. He sat on a bench at like 3.30 in the morning, uh, just having sitting there with his girlfriend. And they're just, you know, they've obviously been out. And an urban man walks past and nothing happens. They get up, they go to leave. Then the urban man notices them, starts flipping out, pulls out a knife, and then goes to stab him. He puts himself heroically between his girlfriend and the man and gets just stabbed to death in literally a couple of seconds. He's just laying there and the guy runs off. It's just like, okay. Uh, so, so this whole phenomena is, um, whatever it was, like five, five, six years ago, I was living in London, yeah. had a small child and just thought, no, I am not living in London with a yeah. small child. Right, and, that, and that was London, mm-hmm. let alone these places. Yeah. Uh, the, Ryan Carson worked as the Senior Solid Waste Campaign Director at the non-profit New York Public Interest Research Group. Uh, he wrote, led several left-wing advocacy movements, basically. He was described as one of the rising stars in our organization. Wonderful person, hardworking, boisterous laugh. Everyone loved him. I'm sure they did. I'm absolutely sure they did. Um, he, uh, he did like this charity walk to, um, to help raise money and things like this. Um, but of course, long-time left-wing activist and gets killed by the sort of demographic that he's currently advocating against uh, police action for. Okay. So, hey, I mean, this, this continues. This is not the only ones. Uh, remember the Democrat woman, uh, Shivathi Sandra, I can't pronounce her name, but uh, you'll probably recognize the picture of her. I can't scroll down, never mind. Um, you'll probably recognize the picture of her if there is one in here. Surprised there's no picture of her because she was very noticeable. Okay, never mind. But the point is, she um, she got attacked because she was a defund the police advocate. She gets attacked, and then she's like, "Oh wait, actually, we need the police to protect us from the violent criminals that actually we've been busy trying to get out of jail." Because it turns out that it wasn't all right wing racist propaganda, but actually there's a problem with violence in some communities, and perhaps they should be punished for the crimes they commit. Um, this is really uh, really happening. I mean, the worst example of this, I think, is this, right? Well, this, uh, I think there's a, scroll down, there's a picture. Yeah, there we go, right? That guy there uh, was uh, shot in the head by a career criminal when he was on his way to his high school reunion. That's Christopher Wright, who's 38, prominent businessman, beloved dad, and I believe it. Um, He was shot at close range in the head by Daryl Roberts, 57, who had been arrested at least 60 times. Somehow still out on the streets. Well, because people in that area voted for policies that resulted in somebody being arrested 60 times and then yeah. let out. And th- this, But this is just a perpetual problem with the left. And this really is what I've been driving at. And this is why, like going back to the deep thing, this is the bit that's important about it, right? Because the entire worldview of the Democrats and the Republicans is bifurcated on one issue. It comes down to one fundamental assumption is man born good and made bad by society or is man born made bad and made good by society i'll go with the latter well. exactly you will go with the latter right yeah. because it's obviously true yes right? people who have had no restrictions and no particular reason to care about one another yeah. will do bad things because they have no conscience about it right well, we're not angels dragged to earth we're animals aspiring to the heavens i mean it's exactly. yeah and that's the total opposite way that they view these things and so and this, this thesis underpins all of their activism towards minority groups. Oh, look at the poor criminal. Oh, well, you know, what happened to him? How did we make him bad? Because 
just assume that, oh, he would have been a good person were it just not for the systemic oppression of racism. So or do we, do we think that they actually, actually believe this Yes, stuff? 100%, which is why <clears throat> they're getting murdered in the street. I, I think I can help with uh, that explanation because it's, it's not exactly in that wording, of course. No, of course. People don't think in... Of course it's not in that wording. Yeah, the way... Uh, Philosophers actually think because philosophers are yeah. all insane in the way they write sure. compared to the average person. But that is the underlying. But, yeah, to explain that in like how uh, a human being would talk about it is uh, I think it's like Mr. Zed on YouTube. I, I forget, he did it really well, where he explained that you have people who live in the countryside and people who live in the cities. And that's the real divide in the West mm. for all the Anglo countries. Mm. And the people in the countryside's response to criminals is we need to kill them because otherwise they will kill us. Yeah. And in the cities, it's a question of. No, but we can reform him. Yeah. Like, why should someone be put to death when we can change them mm. and therefore no one has to die and they can be a benefit to society? It's like, but that's insane. But what you're what, going to kill you. But what you're doing there as well is you're abnegating their moral responsibility for their own actions. He must be good on the inside. Exactly. And, and even if he did something wrong, it's someone else's fault that he chose to do something wrong. He doesn't bear the burden of guilt for that thing that he did. That's the problem. But they're, they're not logically consistent because if, if somebody um, who looks like us were to say something they disagree with, they wouldn't say, oh, you're good, but society well, led you astray. They say that you are fundamentally and morally corrupt. It, it is a form of paternalistic racism. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, the, 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 the longhouse impact there in sorry? the chat. Someone was just like, I can fix him. So it kind of. The longhouse uh, yeah. opinion on criminals versus the. Uh, well, it, it, it is a very feminine way of approaching the subject. It's like, oh, but we don't want them to suffer. It's like, no, actually, I think that when someone does something utterly terrible, like, say, shoot a father of three in the head in the middle of the street in the middle of the day, actually, I think suffering is a genuinely um, desirable outcome for that person. I think there's a cosmic balance that's unbalanced at the moment. It, it is to be. incredibly infantilizing a mix of infantilization and racism yeah. at the same time because the reason the reason they would come after us for the things they say is because they assume that we're fully adult yeah. and therefore we we know our own minds and therefore we're irredeemable yeah whereas even if you're a you know a 60 year old man from this demographic yeah you're, you're still a child and they can they can just modify you yeah li literally daryl roberts i mean can you imagine on his 40th time of being let off of whatever crimes he's committed yeah it's being like well i guess they're just never going to punish me like, I, I if, occupy... If he even thought in those terms, yeah. Assuming he has a single thought in his head, he must be like, I occupy some position of privilege. Yeah. Like, I'm beyond the law. Is the only... And the thing is, it's entirely rational for him to think this way. You know it's how, totally rational. Yeah. You know how you think that the government has... You've seen movies and they've got, like, secret agencies and blah, 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 or whatever ability to stop you. And then when you bump up against something in reality and you notice there's no actual barrier there. Yeah. And that'll happen in various different ways in your oh, life. Yeah. He had that with the, well, sixty times that he gets arrested. Yeah, and just notice there's nothing there. Yeah, and at which point, I mean, everyone's had and, that happen. You start bending the rules or just ignoring them. But also, and it's will forever. There's, it's not even that this is concealed either, right? There's a loud activist movement that was raising funds to get people bailed in order that they didn't suffer any penalties and things like that. And like all of the Black Lives Matter protesters are just you know, essentially forgiven or let off, even if they were arrested in the first place. And you've got to be like, okay, the civilization is encouraging us to continue down this road. Like, there are no, like you said, there are no hard barriers to come up against. Like, okay, if every time you were arrested for a violent crime, you got fifth, you know, 10 lashes, I bet you'd see a massive drop-off of violent crime. Well, Singapore, they give you lashes. There's there no crime. Go. There we go. Right, because the, the, these people obviously don't care about the law. 
conceptually as an abstract concept in the same way that you and I do. So, okay, well, then we need a real way of making sure they're not committing these crimes. But of course, what I'm suggesting is literally the worst thing I could suggest to one of these poor victims, like one of these leftist advocates. They'll be like, you are cruel. You are evil. How could you want these people to suffer? Because in suffering is the lesson that they will learn that you can't impart to them any other way. That's the only way they're going to do Well, I mean, what, we, what we're trying to do is they're, they're trying to decrease suffering in the moment. We're trying to cre- decrease suffering over the long term, including for this community. It's more than that, actually. We're trying to decrease suffering for innocent people. Yeah. Right? They're not. They're trying to decrease suffering entirely. And so if they let 10 criminals out only of jail moment. and only three of them go on to murder someone new, yeah. well, then as far as they're concerned, there's seven innocent people up because nobody can really be guilty. Like this, the the entire worldview of the left is encapsulated in Rousseau, and it, it is and it's a, it's a really dark thought. But I've got to wonder that guy who shot seven times. I, I I can imagine how that went. I mean, it, it it probably wouldn't have been a rapid fire. It would have been you know a shot. He fell over a sofa. He started crawling away. Another shot through a door. You know, the whole thing could have taken yes. could have taken fifteen minutes to play out. I got to wonder in his head, did he think to himself? My entire worldview is bollocks, and it brought me to this. Well, that's the question that uh, Wilfred Riley here is asking, uh, and I thought it might be worth having a quick discussion on it, because he says, now that white, uh, well-off white leftists are starting to die, the anti-police movement, which doubled the black murder rate, is probably over. So, well, is it, though? Right? Because that's the question, isn't it? Do these people have this kind of road to Damascus moment where they're like, oh wait, everything about this is wrong and actually the people who commit crime should be punished. Uh, do they think that or are they thinking, didn't, well... Didn't Anna Kasparian start down? This is road? precisely the road Anna Kasparian went down. She, didn't she get sexually assaulted outside of a house yes. by a homeless person? And then there was something else as well. Um, and then they were like, right, you're not... But it was all near her house. Yeah. It has to be that close for these people to come back to reality. Yeah. And... A little bit wider on this, the city versus rural aspect really sticks out to me and something you get annoyed with is when you see people talking about reintroducing violence, uh, well, deadly animals to the UK Mm. when we don't have them. And you get the same dichotomy there where you talk to rural people who go hunting or whatever. It's like, yes, we kill them because otherwise they'll kill us. Who go for walks in the the countryside. They don't want wolves out there. And then you get the city people who argue for, oh no, but we can... Rewild the countryside so biodiversity yeah. is improved. So how about you? It's just an abstract thought. Yeah, exactly. And so the question is, will they actually double down on what they've created and say, no, we are the ones at fault for not having, I don't know, submitted enough or re- reformed them enough or something? Or are they going to suddenly be like, okay, maybe the Republicans have a point on law and order? Uh, what do you think? When it's at their door. If they live, then yeah, they might learn a lesson. But until then, I really think living in a city uh, really warps your mind in a way that's unusual. Mm -hmm. And the evidence of that is in the voting patterns. There's got to be a spectrum. I I remember reading about a Swedish family who were delighted when their daughter started dating a refugee, a fresh refugee. And he ended up beating their daughter to death with a fire extinguisher. And the parents of the girl went to his trial to plea for leniency. I've seen similar. so, so there are some people who it's so it's, well, the, it's neurological hardwiring at this point. The well, a, a lot of people reply to this saying, "Well, look, we're not dealing with a rational philosophy. What we're dealing with is a faith." And yes. so, I think they the, a lot a lot of people on the right are like, "Look, we think these people are going to double down and essentially view themselves as martyrs." 
in the same way the early Christians would have done. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. I, I got to wonder if, if the child angle makes an aspect because you, you notice with voting patterns, young white women vote um, a Democrat while they the moment yeah. they have kids, their voting intention skews significantly to the right because for the first time they're thinking about somebody other than themselves. Quite possibly. And I got to wonder does, does that happen with well, when, it, when it's you feeling slightly uncomfortable walking home because you see some, you know, some joggers or whatever it is? Mm. And then you start to think, oh, okay, no, maybe I'm at fault. But when it's when it's your when you're scared for your kids' safety, mm. and kids in your neighbourhood start having seriously unpleasant things happen to them, will that shift them? I'd like to think so, but it would be nice if it did. But I honestly, I think a lot of it is genuinely down to a sort of it. It, it would be a titanic emotional shift. For these people, yeah. that's the thing, because as far as they're concerned, they're essentially saviors, you know, and. Okay, something terrible might happen to me, but I'm doing my part for social justice. I'm making a better world. Things like this, right? To be fair, we have some good evidence that uh, for a white pill there, which is the the busing of migrants from Texas yeah, to yeah, cities. Yeah, that's true. Martha's it's had Vineyard. its impact. I mean, sincerely, that but is... that didn't change their, their their opinions, though, right? I bet they all still vote for exactly the same policies. Well, that's the interesting thing. I mean, how many years do you have to run that experiment? Um, maybe it never happens and the change doesn't happen but if America wants to fix its problems it's got to keep moving those problems into the cities and let them live it yes I mean I guess we'll see how New York votes next time it votes since they were like this is going to cost us a billion pounds a billion dollars a year and it's like well that's cute isn't it it's costing us three billion pounds so but anyway the point being I personally think that they're going to double down on this which is awful um, they're just going to essentially treat these people as disposable which, um, and I, I just another quick thing. I see a lot of people on the right kind of laughing. Ha ha, a journalist has been murdered by a black guy because, he, you know, who's anti gun. It's like, look, I mean, yeah, okay. But it's gross to laugh at the murder of anyone. And it's like, I don't see these people as being agents really now, you know, the sort of leftist cultist types. You know, I see, and I, I went to a conference in Miami and Curtis Yarbin gave a great talk, actually. And one of the key things I took away from it is, oh, look, the right doesn't really have a way of governing the libs. If you want to own the libs, you've actually got to like have a philosophy about how life can be, and you've got to actually want to help them. And this is, I think, revealed by this particular kind of thing. We've got segments on the right who are genuinely, actually like, look, we need to, we need to save these people from themselves. And then other sections on the right who are like, ha, 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 you get what you deserve. And I actually really don't want to be in the gate where you deserve part because actually it's kind of cold. Really, I, I got to say, part of me went to that reaction when I've heard this and news. It, it's it's hard not to. Yeah, right? it's genuinely hard not to because, it's like, well, you voted for this over and over and over. You stigmatized all of us for being like, look, man, something terrible could happen to you. Um, but when you remember that this person is essentially a cultist who's following a messianic creed, and and I've I've given your question some more thought. I th I think what's going to happen is there is a spectrum of people, like you say, for, for whom this is a faith. And I think what's probably going to happen is the people on the right side of this spectrum are going to start to realize and they're going to move away. They're going to go, they're going to, they're going to go from Portland to Florida or, or whatever yeah. it is. They're going to peel out. And the, the group that are left are going to be more concentrated. So they will double down because the, the amount of reality it takes to affect the people on the far end of the spectrum is, 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 is basically a level of reality that ends up with them getting shot seven times. Mm. So they never reach it. So yeah, by, by definition, the decision makers in these cities will concentrate down to the most fanatical of this faith. 
entirely possible. But anyway, so that's just the sad events of the Dilbert curse. Uh, don't mock what Scott, Scott Adams's opinions because it doesn't turn out well for a lot of people. Turns out that my second favourite Democrat might not be a Democrat for that much longer. So um, this, this, is, this is RFK, who I've, who I've done a couple of segments on at this point. He's come out with an announcement and see, put your best Sherlock Holmes hat on if you can figure out what he's about to announce. Let, let's play this. I'm not going to tell you right now exactly what that announcement will be. I can say, though, that if you've been waiting to come to one of my public events, this will be the one to come to. I'll be speaking about a sea change in American politics and what your part and my part is in that change. A lot of Americans who had previously given up any hope that real change would ever come through the American electoral process have begun to find new hope in my candidacy. And I understand the deeply felt concern that people have about the way corruption has overtaken our government. It's in the executive branch, it's in Congress, it's in the leadership of both political parties. And so some people feel a kind of cynicism alongside the hope, or they lose hope entirely because they've been disappointed so many times. I want to tell you now what I've come to understand after six months of campaigning. There is a path to victory. The hope we are feeling isn't some kind of trick of the mind. We all recognize that there's a genuine possibility of national transformation and its source is the goodness of the American people. Our government may be crooked, but our people are kind, brave, and caring. That goodness is stronger than the divisions that are keeping us all apart. I see it every day on the campaign trail, and the more I see it, the more I trust it. And the more I trust it, the more the path to victory becomes visible. So how are we going to win against the established Washington interests? It's not through playing the game by the corrupt rules that the corrupt powers and the vested interests have rigged to keep us all in their thrall. Instead, we're going to have to rewrite the assumptions and change the habits of American politics. I mean, good luck to them. Yeah, I agree. But like, so what, what, what did they do to us? Is his grandfather or uncle? Uh, well, no, his, his, his uncle was, of course, JFK, yeah. um, who was shot by the CIA, yeah. and his, um, his father yeah. um, then ran shortly thereafter. Yeah. Um, his father immediately accused the CIA of, of killing his brother. Yeah. Didn't he die in a car crash or something? Mysteriously? Uh, no, his, his, his father um, won the, um, the nominee, the Democrat nominee, well, a stage towards becoming the, the Democrat nominee, um, and the official story that he was um, shot um, 13 times by a, by a Palestinian oh, yeah. with a gun that held seven shots. Right. Well, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so basically CIA again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks like, it looks like um, RFK um, is going to go independent or possibly third party. Um, that's what I took from that. It's, uh, I don't think you need to be Sherlock Holmes to figure out that he's, he's basically saying, you know, you can't win through the rigged system. Uniparty system doesn't, he, he's not going to be allowed to win through that. Yeah. So he's going to go third party or he's going to go um, um, libertarian candidate. Now, he's not a libertarian, though. <sighs> yeah, so I, I did want to discuss that, why, why that is a strong possibility. Right. Um, to be fair, he's a, he's a hell of a lot more libertarian than by some considerable <laughs> margin of the average point of Washington. Well, sure, he doesn't want you to be uh, forced into a medical procedure against you. Yes, yes, that, there is that. That wasn't really a libertarian position that was a normal western democratic position yeah but i mean e either way he goes his surname is kennedy 
Yeah. And if he if he if he's on the ticket, and it's you know, let, let's say it's um, Biden, Trump, Kennedy, you know what does that do? Does it, he's at least going to guarantee Trump wins it? Well, uh, the, the the absence of fortification will oh, guarantee yeah, yeah. Trump winning. But but yeah, it, it, it might make the fortification so unfeasible. Hmm. Yeah, is that a reason for a CIA trifecta? <laughs> well, this is yeah. this is the question. The is, if is, they do it again. I mean, yeah. Do we think they won't? Do we think they're above that now? I mean, oh no, they are not above know. it. No, they are like, not above they, it. They really seem to have it out for the Kennedys, generally, don't they? Yeah. So. To be fair, they I, maybe if they thought they could get away with it in this day and age, they would have already done it to Trump. I don't know. But but yeah. but, but I I think he is a much bigger threat than Trump to the system, and I'll, I'll come on to explain why. Oh, and I'll just cover that point about um, the independent versus the um, the, the libertarian thing. Yeah. So so arguments for going libertarian which I don't think he's going to do. So I, I would place a large wager on me being right that on Monday he's going to come out and announce that he's running third party or, or libertarian. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the argument for independent is he, he has raised a lot of money. He's got like incredibly strong name recognition and he's got a really strong activist base. How, how much money has he raised? I, I can't remember now, uh, but, but it's a lot. He, 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 Tens of millions of dollars. Yeah, something like that. I'd, I'd, I'd have to check to see yeah. what it came out. But, but he's raised a lot of money. And... With a name like Kennedy, he's going to be able to raise oh, yeah. a lot more. Um, and he's and got a really strong activist base. He, he excites the activists so he can get people down out. Yeah, he, he actually has the sort of Kennedy sincerity as well, yes. which is very powerful. Yeah. And I, you, know, you can see Americans yeah. like being enchanted by it. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. good. You know? Oh, he's, he's a good politician. I'll, yeah. I'll give him that. Um, but I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what Libertarian Party gives you. National ballot status. Yeah. So if you go independent, it is very difficult to yes. get to even get on the ballot in yep. all uh, 50 states. Yeah, the Libertarian Party at least has an infrastructure. In yes. Well, my, my understanding is that their national infrastructure is actually quite weak. Well, it doubtless is, but at least but, they've got it. You know? But they've got national ballot status. Yeah. And that is that is a huge, a huge thing to sort of yep. to get on there. So, you know, then, then I thought it's you know, worth having a chat about um, Kennedy, the man himself. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know there are some strong inevitables. I've done, like I said, I've done a couple of segments on on the guy so far, and the people in the comments are always quick to point out one or two things that are genuinely unattractive to you know folks like us. Um, environmental, he he's a bit um, he's a bit woo on the environmental stuff. Mm-hmm. To be fair, most of his environmental stuff is is actually because he was a he was an environmental lawyer, right. so actually most of the time he goes after like polluting factories, you know, merchant factories, the pumping stuff out. everyone likes. Yeah. So I. I, I, nobody has a problem with that stuff. <clears throat> but is um, he going to ban internal flights in the United States? Is he going to be uh, build a railway to Hawaii? Yeah. So, so there are some clips of him um, when, he, like, from like ten years ago, when he was saying some silly stuff around, um, you know, what he would do to people who deny climate change and stuff like that. Kind of worse than YouTube. Yeah, I get the impression that he's calmed down on a lot of that stuff. Oh, good. But there, there are those sort of clips out there of him being a little bit over the top when it comes to the environmental stuff. So that is a negative. Um, so we we got we got to note that um, abortion. He's we, he is a Democrat. Yeah. So he he's, he's got the Democrat line on on abortion. Now, to be fair, I reckon he probably leave it alone from where it currently is, which is the states decide. And actually, I'm kind of more or less happy with that because it it kind of should be the states deciding. I mean, yeah. You know, if it, if, I'm not going to make a joke about Democrats and states' rights. Um, <laughs> But we've been here before. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. We've seen this argument play out in a bit. Yeah. So I mean, he he. So he, I'm not sure it holds up, to be honest. Yeah. 
So, so he, he he's a Democrat of all the pro abortion. Time for the Republicans to take. Them. <laughs> Just all I'm saying is, say it, Carl. Say it. Republicans have a history of imposing the right thing on Democrat states, right? They have a genuine oh, okay. got, tradition got, of this yeah. in America. I I believe in property rights. So, <laughs> well, yes. listen, you Democrat. <laughs> the the, the I believe in the moral absolute that no man should be a slave. Uh, look, yes. certain populations belongs to the Democratic Party. That's their property. <laughs> You're saying Republicans. That's actually their position, though. I know, but Republicans, you've won this war before, so just say. Yeah. Anyway, so okay. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, it's it's basically out of the federal government's hands at this point. So again, I'm 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 somewhat relaxed on on that aspect of it. Yeah. Um. Also, he he's got a very mid understanding of economics. Like he just he just doesn't get the threat that the deficits are. Of course, he's got a Democrat understanding of economics. Yeah. Well, because by definition, you wouldn't be a Democrat if you. Yeah. I mean, he's a Democrat of economics. Yeah. Like he's gonna he's gonna have like, I bet I bet his his. I bet his stuff is all basically Bill Clinton, right? Yeah, I mean, he when when people ask him about the deficits, he basically says, "Well, I'm going to shut down the military-industrial complex, and that will save us a trillion." Oh, yeah, which isn't wrong, and it no, would but he's help. not going to do it. Yeah, I mean, a trillion at this point is basically interest payments. Sure, but he's also but, not going to shut down the military-industrial complex. Um, he would definitely go after aspects of it because it's that's his big thing. No, but I mean. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not going to... Yeah, he can go okay. after whatever. We're assuming he doesn't die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. That, 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 but that, the, but this, this, is, this is why the other Kennedys died. I'm not saying you're not wrong, but... <laughs> this, yeah. You know, don't get me wrong. Godspeed, but like, it's not happening. To, to be you know? fair, his life insurance quotes must be eye-watering. <laughs> yeah, right. You <laughs> should do that for a laugh. Just tweet whatever they quote him. <laughs> should, should we... <laughs> should we... <laughs> oh, sorry. Are you, are you going to say we should take out a bet on him? And then no, see all the be- the bookies. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just thinking after after the show, going onto an American, um, you know, let's compare website and basically put in his details and see what the quote comes back as. <laughs> Surname Kennedy. <laughs> Any risk factors? Yeah. Uh, yes. Seven million a year. The CIA keep taking out male members of my family. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. So positives. Positives of um, RFK. Um, he he wants to go after regulatory capture. Okay. That is a strong plus for me. So that's basically well the farmer. The yep. farmer stuff about how they control the regulatory side as well as, but he wants to do that across the board on the regulatory stuff. So that is a really strong positive as far as I'm concerned. He he's very anti big farmer. Okay, I mean he's he's basically in a in a war with them for the last two years of him yep. going on about the 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 thing that happened. But yeah, yeah, you, the you, event. You, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. He's going after that. Um, he's anti war, which is incredibly rare for a Democrat. I mean, normally Democrats are True. just like you know, if, if if as soon as they find out there's a brown country on the map, they want to bomb it. Yep, and um, he 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 um, he is not in favour of that, so that's very good. Um, he's anti CIA. I can imagine he would be. Yeah, which basically feeds the, the top of the funnel for the war machine. Yep. So like you know, it's 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 a bit like with us. The only reason we're still on YouTube is because it feeds the fo- top of the funnel, and, yep. and 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 with these guys, they uh, the CIA feeds the top of the funnel for the war machine. So and yep. he wants to. Um, I don't think he wants to shut the entire thing down, just most of it. Which I think is a pretty strong plus. He's not going to scatter it to the winds, then. Um, so he 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 maybe he's just softened the rhetoric. No, he, his argument is that there are certain divisions of it, some of the which does sensible bits, and there's other bits which he wants to close down entirely. <laughs> he just walks into the building one day in Langley or wherever it is with a rifle, and just like this, this is <laughs> yeah. for my uncle. You've had this a long, and my dad, my dad, he's had this a long time coming. Yes. He's got the- an extended magazine. It's like only seven bullets. I swear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's only one government this time. Or, or, or just, in, just in, 13 top positions will disappear after Robert Kennedy walks in with a seven magazine. Just, just uh, invite the director to a meeting in um, in, in Texas, Dallas. In, uh, Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all right, I, I'll, I'll send a car for you. It's, it's just, a, it's just a small motorcade. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, he doesn't even shoot him, just does that. Anyway, it just stands at the book depository waving. <laughs> <laughs> just, for, just for the stunt. Uh, he's also anti-military industrial complex, as we talked about, and he's anti-Fed. Now, that, that list, for me, that's a bloody strong list. That is. But then you're going to get people on the Republican side saying, okay, what about gun control? And he's yeah, going to have the Democrat view on gun control. Yeah, but... What, what about... What? Urban crime. Yeah, but what? Ha- yeah, what I care about urban crime. So, so, th- th- so this is the thing, right? So this is the thing. Got to have a way of ruling the libs. He he's not the perfect candidate. He's not the no, perfect I... candidate that we would design if, if yeah. we had. Um, oh, what's the eighties film where they got to design the perfect girlfriend? If, if we got to design the perfect president, we would not design him. Yeah. But what we've actually got is a list of trade-off on various candidates, mm-hmm. and I really bloody like this list. So let me just repeat: regulatory capture, big pharma, anti-war, anti-CIA military industrial complex and anti-fed that is that's all good stuff that is that is the, basically the top of my list yeah so i mean yeah i'd like to get to inner city crime at some point but it's it is democrats voting for it and living there and they could just move at any time so it's not it's not the top of the priority list for me mm. and and, and okay. some of the other stuff so stopping the whole country from collapsing is a bit higher than fixing the internals well yeah, but it's not the whole country. It's, it's, I don't even know if this prevents No, no, I mean your collapsing. stuff about the, the oh, yeah, yeah. wars, the yeah, yeah. money, the, the stuff that actually will yes. make the dollar worth yeah. zero. Yeah, yeah. I can see your argument. Yeah, I, I think those are, those, those are incredibly strong. Because if the dollar goes to zero, then I mean, everything's gone. Yes. The thing is, isn't, isn't the counter-argument to this being like, well, if we don't maintain a strong military, we can't maintain the dollar as the world reserve currency, and therefore the dollar loses value because other people yeah, but, are just like, we don't care, and... There would be nothing we could do about it, and therefore we'd ruin ourselves by going down. The but what what is a strong military? Is a strong military the ability to defend yourself, or the ability to provoke a re- provoke a war and then prolong it, it as long as possible? It depends if you're the world hegemon or not. Yeah, you just so, need to so, win your wars. Hmm? You just need to win your wars, not make them last forever on purpose. Well, well, that's not necessarily and, and for true. start, only pick wars that you actually need to fight. Well, that, okay, so that's not necessarily true because I mean, like America loses lots of wars and is still in the dominant place. Because you you just need to be able to win the wars against the other major powers, right? Other wars are not really that important, and it doesn't really matter to you if you're bogged down because you can just print infinite money. Like they don't care. I, I know they don't. I'm I'm saying that that's kind of one of the things that will end up destroying the entire system. Sure, I'm not saying I'm in favor of it, but like it, I don't, I don't know if that's going to actually destroy the system. That's the thing. Because they've been doing printing for, infinite money. Yeah, but they've been, doing, they've been doing this for decades. Okay. Literally decades. So, like, I don't know. I think as as long as they've got the overwhelming military force, then it's kind of inevitable that everyone kind of has to admit, okay, well, they're going to be calling the shots, right? And it's where, when that's dismantled and they can be physically challenged on the battlefield, then things change. And so like the, the entire co- military might of the United States depends on their economy. Yeah. And if the, the dollar becomes the Zimbabwe dollar, like, mm. they actually don't have any advantage. Yeah, that's but- why they're so cool. Because you, you run any simulation of a Chinese Navy versus sure. US Navy, and the US just trounces them. Of course. Because of the technology, which yeah. is because of the money. Yeah. So, so to Callum's point there, you're, you're a civilization player. Mil- military power always follows an economic power. Sure. But what, what I'm saying is the United States is in a position where they have um, the 
economic domination of the entire world yeah. because everyone is forced to buy dollars. They're forced to buy dollars because the US has the military. And as soon as you dismantle the military, they won't be forced yeah, to buy but, dollars. Okay, but, that but, will but, unravel the whole which thing. Is, which is stronger? A strong military that you don't actually have to use mm -hmm. or a military where you are incentivized because of the, um, the incentive flow beneath it, the military-industrial complex to constantly be involved in a war and never actually win it, but always prolong it as long as possible. So the Julian Assange line is that the the purpose of of the U.S. war machine is not to win wars; it's yes. to prolong them. Yes, now, I'm not in favour of this, yeah. but the argument will be made. In fact, I honestly, so, so he he's not saying he's going to dissolve the military. I know, I know, but the 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 vested interests that underpin it will diminish the military somewhat. That it, removing them are going, is going to diminish the machine. I, I actually think if you if you undermine the military industrial complex, you'll make the military far far stronger. I don't know. If that, I mean, maybe the, the military industrial complex is something different. It's 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 the it's, it's the lobbyists. I know. It's the I know. yeah backpedalers behind it. I know. Um, but the it's hard hard to describe what I'm trying to say. But the, I think there is a kind of effect, a kind of rolling effect that it, that comes from the thing being in existence that couldn't have happened in other eras because the United States wasn't able to gain this kind of military dominance. But now they have it, essentially, I can't see how it could really be to anyone's benefit to abandon it. Now, you'll say, well, we're not going to get rid of the military, but the reason the military is consistently such a big priority is because of the lobbying. Yeah, I, I, I really do separate the military-industrial complex from the, from the military. I, I think the military-industrial complex is a, is a rot, is a cancer within it. Sure, and I'm, I'm not saying it's not yeah. either, but it definitely has some effect. And that effect is making sure the military is unbelievably well-funded and has things to do, right? Because another thing is nobody wants an idle military. You know, like it's not good for anyone really to have a large just standing army. Well, America survives war to war at this point. Well, yeah, exactly. But, but, the, but it is better yeah, to have a large military that you don't actually use that much than, than one that you yeah, use you all the time. You wouldn't have a large military if you didn't use it. You wouldn't have a large military if you didn't use it. The global hegemon is always engaged in wars. Right? Every, every single one. The British Empire, the Roman Empire, the American Empire. Right? That is just the nature of being the global hegemon. You are always engaged in a war somewhere with someone. It's just that most of the time it's someone very far away and pretty inconsequential, right? So that's always going to be the case. And you can't be the global hegemon without being in a perpetual war. So that's something that just has to be accepted. Um, like I said, I'm not in favor of the military-industrial complex. It's just these are the arguments that are going to be made in yeah. first. Because if the US military suddenly goes through a prolonged period of peace, it will be very weak, right? It's it's the constant sharpening of itself in actions. Now, I mean, you can yeah, but say, surely, surely the US military is not stronger for having involved itself in Afghanistan and being shown to run away with its tails between its legs. The thing is, it wasn't because the military was defeated, right? It's it's the will that underpins the military that's constantly being defeated. Yeah, and I I, I would wrap that up on that Same whole with the Iraq, Washington swamp military industrial complex. It's not just that. It's the it's the American doctrine of human rights is the reason the American military loses wars, right? Because, I mean, the, the American military doesn't lack for manpower, money, resources, guns, methods of killing. And if this was, killed literally everyone in Afghanistan and then repopulated it, and this is moral stop them. And this is what the Romans would have done. <laughs> they, and this is what they did to Gaul. You know, they just killed everyone there and then just resettled with the Rome because they didn't have a doctrine of human rights. The Americans are totally restrained by this. And so when another great power is like, right, we're going to deploy 200,000 men in, in 50 tanks or whatever, the Americans are going, oh, finally, 
absolutely, this is what they had with the Vietnam War, is that the, the Viet Congs wouldn't commit to a battle. It's like, well, of course, why would they? You know, why would a bunch of bloody rice farmers with rifles commit to a, a set piece battle with you? You know, that's the, that's the, obviously the only thing they. Yeah, can... you don't want to fight on their terms. Exactly, they win. Exactly, and so that 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 power in the military is sustained by the military industrial complex because it's constantly got a reason to do what it does, and this cows every other great power, like the Russians and the Chinese. They don't want to fight the Americans in the Pacific. They don't want to have a stand. A, a stand- I, I, I think those. I, yeah, I think. Now, so- and, and I'm, sorry, I'm just. I'm not. I'm not saying that means the military industrial complex good or anything like that. I'm just saying there will be consequences to getting rid of it that might not be desirable. Yeah. So that's that's all. Because I don't like it either. It's it's obviously deep corruption. I totally yeah. support Assange. I've always supported Assange. You know, I I really like RFK as a person as well. And I do agree that, that having this cancer, this corruption, is not a good thing. But there will be unintended consequences from removing it because it's been yeah. the thing that's kind of been the, the sort of the cork on world conflict between the great powers since World War II. So removing it will have consequences, and so I I just see everything on that list: um, the Fed, military industrial complex, the CIA, big farm. I I just see all of these as cancers. Yeah, they are. They are. But the, the these what you're describing is the structure of the American Empire, the American World Empire, right? That's what those things are. Yeah. And but which at this point is rotten and corrupt. And I agree. And all world empires become rotten and corrupt. But there's always a price to be paid for trying to clean up the corruption. And that will be a decline in American power. That will be a sort of decline in American prestige. That will be other powers thinking, right, finally, yep. they've lost the self-confidence. But, but maybe I'll put this to you. It will, will be a more organic rollback of that level of influence. Because, I mean, their, their absolute zenith was probably, you know, the, the, the first Iraq or second Iraq war, some, somewhere around that point in, in the early 90s. That was the, the US's absolute zenith. I mean, it has been declining. Sure. The, the retreat from Afghanistan, uh, various other things. China was asserting more dominance in in its region. You know that. So I I think by removing this cancer, yes, you will get some organic pullback in in U.S. hegemony, hmm. but it'd be better than the collapse that it's going to get if it lets all of these things, you know, Fed and and all the rest of it, continue to do its work. I agree, but so, the, the but again, it it's there's a series of unintended consequences that come from this, hmm. and. The, the the weakness of the US military is not in the manpower or the equipment. It's in the, the morale and the leadership. Right. Like yeah. there was no reason actually to just pull out of Afghanistan. Actually, it's not it's not just militarily. It's it's not just the Americans. I mean, take oh, yeah, the, take the Russians approach to the Ukraine war. Yeah. If they if they if they were to approach it like the Romans, hmm. it would have been over a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, even the Russians are constrained by this. Yeah, less so, but But this yeah. is but also the Russians have a kind less of so way of war that they're just continuing on which is just wave after wave yeah that's what the, the romans would build well if you hi- blow up the entire city then you capture the city well kind of i mean that's like the the thing is the romans have a different doctrine which is just to have the best army that can just destroy any other army and just march to their capital and sack it mm. you know that was the roman way of war and the russians don't fight like that yeah because yeah, <laughs> they can't they can't rely on their own army so good point um but anyway, coming back to the libertarian party angle, right? Um, I was just going to say on that bit, I think that they want to jump behind this. Mm. I, th- I think they absolutely want to jump behind this. I mean, I know, I know he's not classically a libertarian, 
but he's close enough. I mean, a- anybody with anti-Fed on their list. Ron he's, Paul could definitely uh, yeah. have a beer with him, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly that. Now, and I, I think the leadership should should fully back him because if if they if they um, take him on board because of what he brings and the prestige, because because this if he if he did run Libertarian Party for the full ballot status, he would lift the Libertarian Party up considerably in terms of funding and organisational structure and success and all that kind of stuff. So it would be good for them. So they might be tempted to take him on and then try and get into a power struggle with him constantly. They shouldn't do that. Would, would that not take away votes from the Republicans though? Well, this is the question. Does uh, so OFK if he if he enters the race is going to get a decent number of votes? Does he take away more votes from Biden or does he take away more votes from Trump? I think it depends on the ticket. Yeah. I mean, if he's independent, then I think it'll be from Biden. If he's libertarian, I think it'll be from Trump. Hmm. Interesting. I th- I mean, I think he takes away votes from both of them, but more I mean, there will yeah yeah there w- there will yeah. be you know a slice on either side obviously. Yeah. But I think you you think the packaging really matters on that one. We've seen it totally. I mean, yeah, you know, it's it, it's just people for some reason vote red or blue. It's, they just do, you know. The name is like a nice thing to have, you know, and a cause is a good thing to have as well. But generally, people don't vote for outside third parties. And it's okay. Well, then, I mean, but I I would I would hope that you'd be independent and just siphon votes off of Biden, obviously, because I want Trump to win. Yeah, I mean, on a on a personal level, though, I do like RFK. Yeah, he seems like a sincere chap. Yeah, and he seems to be a genuine, like, good-hearted American. You know, which is nice. Yeah, it's nice to see after the wild ideological ranting and raving of some senile old lunatic. Yeah, I mean, li- libertarian might not be such a dirty word for older Democrats because there, on, on the left, there is there is an older strain of, yeah. of left wing libertarian. Yeah, you don't yeah. get them anymore, but it used to be a big thing. Sure. Yeah. Maybe. Um, let's go sideways slightly because if if um, if he was to um, cease to be a Democrat and and go down a different route, um, then of course I would only have one favourite Democrat left. Um, and at this point, I'm going to highlight the excellent work that our subscribers do. We get we get sent in um, videos from our gold tier subscribers, um, and this one is from a gold tier subscriber based ape. Um, who sent us this, and we we play them on the website. So if you if you watch the the podcast on the website, we uh, we have a section for the members afterwards. So uh, let, let's see what uh, Mr. Ape uh, contributed. Hey everybody, I'm here in the Capitol. Um, see this guy right there? Right He's like there. Handsome lad. He when I was walking up, um, he said, "Hey," it's right in front of a Capitol police officer. Hey, friend of the show. Uh, yep. Here's this that big ass. Look at that big juicy booty. Look at that big juicy booty. Look at that big ass. Look at that big juicy booty. Look at that big juicy booty. Big juicy, big juicy, big juicy booty. Big juicy, big juicy, big juicy booty. Well, she's got one. She wants to kill babies, but she's still beautiful. <laughs> I went on Alex's Alex Stein show. My God, it was hilarious. Oh, you did that one in uh, the US? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Right. Yeah, I went, I went down to the Play Studios, and it was hilarious. Just like, it, it's just basically a bunch of young men prancing yeah. around, and it's really funny. I don't know how oh. to describe it. Oh, nothing like here then. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> 
a bunch of American young men prank. Right, okay. Uh, but it was genuinely funny, and he's just a great spontaneous comedian. Yes. And so that's like I, lo- I love his smile as well. It's so funny. Yes. It's just like ah, just <laughs> like oh, this this butter wouldn't melt look on his so face. I, I am going somewhere with this, right? Uh, because you you were in the US do, doing doing <laughs> search history. No, let's not go there. Okay. Right. Um, so, so uh, uh, Carl has been in the US, and, and Saul, uh, 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 Saul has been gone. And um, yeah, while you were gone, I did give away a little bit of your money. I understand. Quite a bit. Um, yeah, I, I basically gave um, anyone who wants to sign up 50% off. So um, basically, what's going to happen over the next 48 hours is I'm going to get Chinese burns. And at some point, I'm going to give up the password to the laptop that does the, does the codes. So you've got as long as my resolve can hold uh, before that code goes away. But at some point in the next 24, 48 hours, Sargon code will be Sargon. What I did there. Very good. Uh, so if you want to get 50% off um, any tier um, for the next three months, um, use it very quickly because he is, uh, we, 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 are, we are now Sarbak. The thing is, the Chinese burn is just going to be so much worse because he's a fat picture of me. <laughs> So much is that worse. a fat picture of you? Oh, yeah, that is definitely a fat picture of me. Anyway. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Maybe a bit. Definitely. Um, anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, oh, talk about Trump. Trump's achievements, because, of course, we've got to compare RFK to somebody. We've got to compare him, yep. to, compare him to Trump. I'm going to get a bit controversial here. I think that... I, I, I'm not a fan of Trump's record of achievement. I think all of his achievements were negatives of absences. No, absences of negatives. I mean, we can relitigate it, but like, he he was definitely too moderate. Yes. So, I mean, what what were Trump's achievements for me? And tell me if I'm missing any here. Right, no border crisis. I mean, they're the left trying to manufacture on kids in cages, but there was no border crisis. Yeah. Under Trump. Building uh, a wall. Yeah. There was no economic crisis under Trump. Yeah. Well, no, uh, if it, if it, no, no. Hang on, come on. Let's. Let's give him a bit more credit. Like the economy seemed to have been booming during Trump, right? Yes, I mean, I, I think economies do that when left alone. Well, yeah, I agree. Yeah. But like, it takes yeah. a bit of in the current yeah. state of managerial excess that we're in. Yes, the only time they do them. Yes, well, that yes, yes. Uh, there was no catastrophic military defeats under Trump. Yeah, so in, f- in fact, Trump's uh, international policy was in, in, was great. Actually, mm. like Trump actively fostered relationships and peace. Across yes. various Middle Eastern countries, with, yes. you know, people like North Korea, like it, yes. relations with Russia. Seemed that, that was next on my list. There was no loss of, of America's geopolitical status. No, it was an improvement. It was an yeah. act of improvement. I mean, yeah. like the, the the one strike into Syria was actually a, a stroke of genius that I'm surprised he had the balls to do. To be yeah. honest, you know that quiet, very surgical, very contained. Everything stopped. You know, and everyone realized, okay, he's prepared to do something. So actually, yep. Trump's foreign policy was great. Yeah. No loss of dollar status. Nope. No energy crisis. Nope. In fact, no. And it, Beth, again, it became Beth, energy independent. Yeah, you're, you're totally underselling it. America was an energy exporter and they had all their reserves yes. full. Well, so, I mean, a like, lot of that was a trend that was already underway from the, from the shale, which he didn't initiate. But yeah, sure, but the, he, the, he didn't do anything that screwed anything but it, up. If there's anything that shows that the executive, in chi- the executive does matter, yeah. is that Joe Biden literally turned all of this on his head within the first year. Yes. Oh, yeah. So that, that's my that's my primary argument is that I don't think Washington can make anything better, but they can make things worse very yeah. quickly. Biden is a case study in that. I think I think they can make some things better, but like, yeah, you are well, right only by in, dismantling the swamp itself. Well, yeah. I mean, who knows if you know? I'd like Trump to govern like Vlad the Impaler if he gets in next time. To be honest, so you know, 
But there is also decisions there, yet again. I mean, leave it alone is usually the right thing. Take fracking. Okay, you've got fracking, new technology, massive amount of oil is now available in North America. We can make ourselves energy independent. There's two responses to that. There's the Trump one of leave it alone, let them drill. Mm. And then there is the one of, ooh, this could harm our green revolution. Yeah. So we'll regulate it and say it causes earthquakes yeah. so bad that we're just going to ban the technology and now we are dependent on the Saudis. Well, it's, it's, it's more than that. They, they stopped giving out licenses to drill for oil and things like that, right? Sure. So, I'm saying that the thing that really made America energy independent is the massive amount of oil that was made available by oh, yeah. the technology of fracking. Basically, basically. So that's yeah. a, a huge change. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, of course, they meddle yeah. in much minor ways. But, but also, I think that the, the spirit of the executive, I think, is an important thing to show the country which direction in which you're traveling, right? Because mm. if Trump's like, yep, yeah, right, America's open for business, we're going to start drilling, we're going to start fracking, we're going to make loads of money, then people are more willing to take risks and invest in that direction to make things better. So, yeah, I mean, technically, he's hands-off done nothing. But to bring people in that direction, whereas Biden is like, look, we're going to punish you. We're going to stop you from drilling. Like you can see how everything would contract, right? Mm-hmm. You know, why would I bother investing in this climate and stuff like mm-hmm. that? So I think to say he's done nothing is not fair, because I don't think it's inevitable that these things would have happened without him being. So my, my my point is more this. So I think the way Trump approaches stuff is very much based around personalities. Sure. So I think what happens if Trump gets back in a whole bunch of swamp creatures are introduced to their pension and their golf clubs mm. a couple of years earlier than they would have been anyway. Mm-hmm. Maybe a few dozen people go to jail. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it ultimately, I think Trump just deals with a whole series of personalities. He doesn't address the underlying power structure. That's true. Yeah. Right. And for me, the underlying system is mm-hmm. crucial. So anybody who's going to go after the Fed, the military industrial complex, the, the regulatory capture, even if they got a list of negatives next to them, sure. that is so strong for me that I would genuinely, and I, I know I'm going to lose fans over this, but I would genuinely struggle to pick between the two. I mean, if, honestly, if it was RFK and, right. and Trump on the ticket. RFK is uh, vice president. Man. What about RFK with Vivek as his as his VP? No, because Vivek's mini Trump. It'd be slimy at how yes, he, he's he's been. He he looks like he's grifting. Yeah. That's the thing. It's not okay. that I dislike him. Let, let, let me let me phrase it like this. Like, like Ramaswamy. Like, you know, three oh, years okay. ago he was yeah. just like, you know, average Democrat. And well, now it's like, oh, I'm ultra MAGA. It's like sure you are. Okay, let me put it like this then. There's an election with Biden, Trump, and RFK. Biden wins. We all know that the world is getting a worse place. Yeah. If, if either RFK or Trump win, we know it's getting better. It's just how it gets better. Well, or someone's getting popped. Well, yeah. 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 But, uh, but honestly, like, yeah. they, I, th- I think there could be a lot said. If, if Trump was a, a younger and more nimble navigator, mm-hmm. uh, then the narrative of a kind of Joe Biden promised to, to bring America together, but he had literally, he did nothing but persecute the Republicans. Whereas I'm going to take RFK as my running mate, and we together are actually going to fix this country. That actually, I think, would be a, a really strong narrative. Um, mm. Anyway, maybe that's the announcement on Monday. Yes. I doubt it, but. Right, let's go to comments. We've got some video ones, I think. I'm sorry, did you think that the Black Power Doritos were the only thing out there? Look at this. Guess where this is? Target, of course. So they've got a uh, literal black power section at uh, Target now. So that's great. It's just great. 
More junk food, too, by the way. Black flour. Black flour. That's right. I can say that. Interesting. Oh, she also lives next to a Nazi theme park. What? Yeah, and there's a went, Nazi theme park? She went. An amusement park in Germany has some explaining to do over this new ride. The Red Baron. You've already booked your tickets, haven't you? Yeah, well, wouldn't you? So, for those listening, the Germans have given us a um, a, a swastika theme park ride with Luftwaffe bombers attached to each arm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. As you do. This is not a problem. <laughs> the next one. Happy birthday, Dan. My birthday's on the Tuesday, and I'm on Wednesday going to fire some assault rifles. And this is in the UK, 20 minutes from where I live. You coming? That does sound awesome. I, did, I didn't hear all that, to be honest. Well, he's got a shooting range in the UK he's going to for his birthday. Ooh, go for it. There's a shooting range in the UK? Yeah. I got myself unplugged during that one. Yeah, I'll have to listen to that one again. But... Just to go back to the theme park, though. What if you did just put up a load of... <laughs> Average Zuma moment. Be like this for the rest of the day. What if yeah. you did just put up a load of Ukrainian flags? Um, I hate to always keep bringing it up. It, it, it has become so weird that it's become part of... Just put up some Ukrainian and Canadian flags. Yeah. You know, like, start cheering for you. Yeah. If I wanted to start getting state money, I think the right way to go is to get an armband. <laughs> what, a, white, a yellow and blue one? With a circle and a windmill as well. I'm not sure that's... <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe. That's all I'm saying. Just it out for us, Callum. All right. But I am, I am kind of expecting, like, Nick Fuentes or whatever will do something, and then suddenly he'll be... What? In Justin Trudeau's parliament? Being <sighs> cheered? He didn't... No, but there's so many Nazis. Like, it's not even, like, five guys at this point. There's so many faces, like, human beings that have been documented to be now either promoted or in groups or part of the government or giving speeches, or it's like, okay, this is a gravy train. <laughs> we need a minister Callum for Nazi, Nazi just to make some money I'm just doing it for the money <laughs> right Andrew Andrew says welcome back Carl how was your time in the land of superior cuisine Ooh. I don't know I haven't been there yes. uh, I went to America <laughs> now, the, the American food right is good but I put on like two kilograms of weight because it's just full of calories it's like insane calories. yeah I know but that's a lot Oh, I'm just translating for them. Though. Oh, right, yeah. yeah well, I, no, no, it's about six I get the and a half. You're not actually supposed to eat it, though. You're just supposed to take it in a doggy bag, like half well, of it or something. No, like no, that. I worked out, right? So, what it is, is in England, I don't know about you guys, but my dad is always like, look, you've got to clear your plate before you leave the table. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. Totally normal English way of looking at yeah. food, as in you, and it's impolite to leave food. Yeah. Right? Because it kind of implies that you didn't. But now like imagine it. the plate is twice the size. Now imagine the plate is 4,000 calories, right? So I go to America and I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to clear my plate because that's what I've always done because it's totally habitually in it, ingrained in me, but it's literally three days worth of calories you've just consumed. I mean, I, ironically, me and John Doyle went to this Texan barbecue and it was delicious, really good, you know, just meat basically. Yeah. And I ate it and 24 hours later, I hadn't had a single hunger pang. And I'm like, okay, that's really weird because normally after like eight hours, I start getting hungry and he, and then, you know, so like 24 hours later, I wake up the next day, I'm not hungry. Okay, that's fine. Literally, go through the entire day, just going out, walking around, doing stuff. I'm not hungry. 
I'm something like, maybe I should eat something. Maybe I'm sick. You know, <laughs> is there something wrong? Because it's just weird, right? Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the food was nice tasting. It was just obviously killing me. Uh, so I'm glad to be back, to be honest. I'm looking forward to being hungry again. Uh, Robert R. Studio says, hello, first ever comment. Hello, Robert. Um, looking forward to figuring out how to video comment. Right. So if you're a gold tier subscriber, um, you can go to lotuses.com forward slash FAQ and it tells you there. Um, so yeah, thank you. Uh, Dan, uh, Ron says, Dan, happy birthday Friday. It's my birthday today. Going bouldering later happy than birthday. a proper, proper Italian pizza after that. What's the correct depth of pizza base? Oh, well, I make my own. Um, can I give and, a, uh, I don't know, like that much or something. Thin, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is that Italian pizza is inferior pizza. I said it. I'm not taking it back. Right. Well, American yeah, but pizza my, my, pizza, my pizza was Dan pizza, not, not well, Italian pizza. Well, that's good. I'm sure yours yes. is fantastic. Uh, so what, do you like the thick ones? Then? No, I like American pizza because it's got proper cheese on it and right. it's not weird. America has proper cheese? Well, well pop cheese. it's got cheddar on it sometimes. Well, I, I use buffalo mozzarella. <laughs> so, so, well, sometimes, Roll the dice. <laughs> yeah, no, so, sometimes you get cheddar on them, sometimes you get mozzarella. And, sometimes you get plastic. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no, you never get American cheese on American pizzas, thank God. Right. So, yeah. anyway. Uh, Justin says, I think my fire alarm heard you just after you started the segment when the lamps started going off even though there's no smoke or fire. Oh, really? I'm glad to see we've got a diverse audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, brother, but... <laughs> You stand strong, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> you don't take this oppression from the white man. <laughs> Grant says, the sad thing is that someone plotted the rates of deaths in house fires and black people way higher. Well, I wonder why. Okay, okay I've, I've got a spicy comment. On this one. On. Um, a friend of ours, um, AA, he, he, he um, did a tweet where he basically pointed out that he'd noticed the demographics of people parked, stopped on the side of the road with a, with a breakdown, and he noticed it was very skewed in one particular direction. And one time, the chap was literally stood under a sign that you get on the side of the motor that says, check your fuel. Yeah. And he thought, oh, hang on a minute, are they just running out of fuel? Is, it, is that the next smoke alarm thing? I can't be. Okay, it, I say it, it can't it be. More, but... It more can't be than this. The more you learn about the world, the more uncomfortable it becomes. Yeah. So, so maybe that's the next meme that's going to emerge is people are going to be TikToking and they're going to be like, oh, my car's just broken you down. You wash your fuel. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then they I show you I don't bleach my chicken, out. that's true. Oh, God. I, I tell you, and the thing is, you would never have known any of this if it wasn't for TikTok videos and sort of doing it. Because it would you never say it's a mess. It would never even yeah. occur to you that that could be a problem. No. But then when you hear it, you just be like, oh, shut up, Jeremy. Like, yeah, yeah, what a stupid thing to say. I don't believe that. Oh, but the Johnson story. Well, that's the Johnsons. Like, you... No one bleaches their chicken. And worships the ceiling bird. <laughs> no one does that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, Charlie says regarding the chirp, I saw a video by Snoop Dogg complaining about Trump, and of course, there's a chirp in the video. In so fact, that was added. <laughs> well, uh, do you want to do you want to um, go on Twitter and just look for um, oh, it was rap chirp, rap chirp, something like that? You'll, you'll, you'll find the thread okay. where it's literally in these rap videos, and right. you can hear it. It's crazy. Uh, Ignacio says, I genuinely don't understand how anyone could ignore the chirp. Well, that's the point of the chirp, isn't yeah. it? It's there to make you frustrated, so you change it. <laughs> my smoke detector started chirping a weekday in the dead of night, and it made me bolt from my bed, go to the detector, and slam a new battery in because I was not able to sleep through it. Yeah, it's insufferable. Um, Ethelstan says, I recently read the Screwtape Letters, and it contained the letter published. Uh, it contained the later published Screwtape Toast. I do, I do not think I've read a better prediction as to what society would become. 
Democracy has been used as a, to sanction the most degrading of human thoughts and acts while eliminating every human excellence, morally, culturally, socially, and intellectually, so that we are all equally cut down to a level of subservience. I haven't read the Screwtape Letters, have you guys? No, I hear they're really good. Were they C.S. Yeah. Lewis? I'm, I'm currently reading through Camp of the Saints. Yeah. Holy crap, man. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, it, it's, it, it, it's, it would be more pleasant. To, it's really well written. The prose is excellent, right? And it would be a lot more relaxing and easy to read if I couldn't name someone who was every stereotype of the characters as the going along and things getting worse and worse and worse. Right. Like I'm, I'm very tempted to literally like do a paragraph and then put a picture next to it. And you won't know that it's not a real quote of that person because he gives yeah. the dialogue from the characters as to why they're doing all of these things that they're doing. And we see it all around. Well, people, you know, personally or characters. Well, people in yeah, politics. Yeah, okay. Right. Uh, and, and it's, it's pretty bad. To be honest. It's, it's crazy. Uh, Kevin says, having seen the video, Ur the urban man appears to be trying to break into a car as the couple walk towards him. Yeah, that did seem to be the case. Uh, no doubt the victim said something to him along the lines of, don't do that. And the urban man was offended. He was not being allowed to choose his own reparations. Uh, did you see there was a video like on some local news station of one of these activists being interviewed? And they were just saying, yeah, us stealing and looting from shops as reparations. They've come to this conclusion now. Well, or, or they feel that's an excuse that will work. I mean, they're just picking it oh. Found some, uh, right, right, okay. 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 Still make it happen, it's deeper than rapping, his life will get crazy. Fresh money, I'm going. Net worth of four million there. Jesus Christ. That's four mil. I just still uh still can't afford a battery. Uh, a man who thinks about the Roman Empire says it's really hard to feel sorry for these quote unquote journalists that are being killed by the quote oppressed minorities. They help create the atmosphere of fear and oppression by constantly saying people don't need firearms or weapons to defend themselves. The police don't need funding since they oppress black people. People are arrested for violent crimes. The minorities need to be released without bail and then reduce and eliminate the penalty for theft. I, I know. I know. Yeah. I have I... got one an idea. You said about governing the libs. Yes. Uh, eliminating the libs is a way of governing. And I, it's not <laughs> what you're thinking. So one of the things Mr. Zeb was talking about is the increasing urbanization of all of humanity is one of these things that's leading to all of humanity becoming more and more deluded to reality. Yeah. And so the solution of people being like, oh yeah, we should destroy the cities. Obviously that won't work. But then I thought about that statement and I was like, hang on, but to, to resurrect a, a bad idea in the right way, destroying the cities in the way that we did during COVID is actually a brilliant idea. Like de-urbanizing <laughs> by, right. by using the technology we have of the internet yeah. to make sure people don't work in some place in the city. Dr. Manhattan did nothing wrong kind of thing. But instead work, you know, people are going to want to work remotely in, I don't know, Siberia. Mm. What do I care? If they can still do the task, like if their job can still be done that way. Yeah. In which case, we should try and de-urbanize as much as possible. And that being an option, 
Yeah, that, something that's, that should that's be fine if you're already good at your job and you know what you're doing. But if you're a young man and yeah. you, you need the guidance, I mean, that's what the whole workplace does. It is a mechanism for passing. Oh, don't get me wrong. It would be a massive uh, Institutions shift and thing to do. But yeah. it's something that should not be ignored or stumped at and say, oh, well, it's hard. No, that is something, if you're the right, you should be really looking at trying to do. Because if you can destroy the increasing urbanization of society, structurally, that's a massive win for you over the long term. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bradley says, there are a lot of people who think RFK will take more votes from Trump than the Dems. Giving them any other option could pull a lot of the independent votes away from Trump. Yeah, it is a genuinely live question. Yeah. Who does he pull more votes from? I think it's Biden, but I'm not it, sure. It probably is Biden, but it probably will be a significant proportion of independence. Yeah. So, I, I mean, yeah. you know, obviously I'm Trump train, baby. So, you know, I'll come back and destroy them all. We'll probably have something to, to say on that urban thing. It might win you round. Think of all those civil servants in London and now take them out of London, put them in the countryside where naturally their brains aren't going to be warped in the same way it is living there. It seems like a way of rewarding them for their failure. Yeah, okay, but you said we can't just kill them. So I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm saying, like, you know, <laughs> no, you I can, didn't say that. If you can have the civil service instead of made up of urbanite leftist weirdos, but instead people spread all out over the countryside, you know, more likely over time they're going to become normal again. Well, because at the moment they're, in, they're in a bubble. So at the moment, every time they say, oh, I think we should increase immigration. Yeah, everyone agrees and everyone lives in the Everybody nods center. knowingly. But yeah. if you do that in the middle of Lancashire, people are going to look at you and just say, what the hell are you talking about? If you make them all Zoom call and they're living in areas where there is nonsense, yeah. like they'll de-radicalize themselves slowly over time. The background radiation yes. will leak in. Yeah. I mean, Severian Knox has got a point here. Carl, you are wrong on this one. People cannot be shielded from the consequences of their decisions. We're in the mess we're in because everyone expects they will be saved from the bad aspects of their decisions. If you knew each action you would take would come back with good and the bad people would think more. Uh, the, this approach preserves freedom and leaves responsibility in the hand of each agent. Yeah, but it is, it is also kind of cruel. Like, I think the argument for the right has never been stronger at this point. Actually, no. Criminals should be flogged. You should be taken away. You should have your vote taken away because you're a leftist. Yeah, I'd say the argument from the right has always been strong and always been correct, but it is being revealed. In yeah, in in previous eras, I can see why the left wing argument seemed stronger, right? Because the world was safe and the the, the right had predominated. It had won oh, all through yeah. the eighties, and created. So you didn't have mass migration. Yeah, and no uh, internet, so people can't find yeah. out. And then, mass but migration. but through the eighties, the, the the right won the argument against the left because we defeated the Soviets. We created a, a like the nineties didn't just come about. The nineties came about as the product of people doing the right thing for the right reasons. Right, like we we created a safe society that was really prosperous. So, so this is, this is how in Strauss, the fourth turning generational theory, basically you have a crisis, and eventually the memory of that crisis fades yeah. to the point where you recreate the conditions for yes. the next crisis. And we're coming into that now. So yeah. at least we can. Oh, we were in the crisis. Yeah. yeah. And, and this this was what my Skilding's talk was about. It was like, look, we are kind of inevitable at this point because look at how they're doing, you know. And so actually, I don't think we should be cruel and vengeful towards the left, even though they've done this themselves and it's nice to know democracy works because they're getting what they voted for um we we should be we should be more forgiving dare i say uh, as long as they change their mind on these things so we can say no you're wrong look that guy just got murdered give them a route to redemption i think we're out of time on that yeah we are sure, indeed so if you want more um website um go look at the things you mentioned otherwise bye-bye cheerio chaps